I'm looking for a passionate yet permanent romance within the guidelines of safe dating practices. Torg. Got the Torg Torgerson. Yes. <laughs> I called the police. Your dad is masturbating. Where exactly in the Bible say a man can't fire off some knuckle children? Elliot. Hello, Jerry. The nitty gritty dirt man. I'm like, I didn't even know they were still a alive, let alone together. Taste the biscuit. I like my donut fit. Oh my. It's Torg and Elliot on QFM 96. Yes, good morning. Oh, my. Well, we all got a little nasty in that one. Temperer. What are you doing, Christy? What's going on, boys? What happened in there, Torgers? Nada. I need an extra two minutes. Should have played a Hendrix. Nada. Hendrix would have given you two minutes. Or or a door song. You got about a two and a half minute tune you could have played. It's about it, too, or a Beatles song. We don't play Beatles. Mm-mm. We do Sunday morning during the classic attic. I had the Beatles put an album out. Like 10 songs. It'd be like 30 minutes. Yeah, they were, uh, <laughs> they were little ditties, were they? Uh, yeah, they were short. Hey, how long's that Beatle album? Ah, 15 minutes. <laughs> but you got 26 songs on it. It's a, it's yeah. a classic 15. I don't know if I've ever bought a Beatles album. The hell, they broke up. 20 years before you were born. Yeah. Wasn't even talked about like in high school. Like we never, there was no one like the Beatles fan in high school. You had, you had two camps growing up in high school. It was either you were a Beatles fan or you were a Stones fan. Yeah. So we didn't have the Beatles. We didn't have that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You had the, you know, and it was always snobby. Or then you had the Zeppelin fan and the Journey fan. Wow. How do you put those together? Yeah. Can't like both. I love when people used to, when you were, uh, you're not supposed to like that. You know, everybody had to do be on yeah. the same page. Prince and Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. like You can't, you can't like, like Michael Jackson yeah. and like Prince. It's that Chris Rock bit. Turns out Prince won. Yeah, Michael no Jackson doubt. likes little boys. Turns out Prince won. Well, that was part of that the documentary everyone's talking about, The Greatest Night in Pop, about the making of We All of the World, how they got Michael Jackson and they really wanted Prince. And Prince was like, nope. And Sheila E. was there, and they, she realized later, they were just using me to get Prince to be a part of this project. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So that's, And that's true. So oh. they gave a lot of people solos that she thought she was being asked not only to do the background, but to do a solo as well. And then they re- she realized, nope, no solo for me. They just want Prince. Got ya. <laughs> Sheila, when you're in the studio and you look around the room... Do you really think you're going to get a solo? Yeah, but then she saw But she saw Dan Aykroyd standing there going, well, I got Dan Aykroyd. She saw Huey Lewis. Well, Dan didn't get a solo in there. She saw Huey Lewis. Huey didn't have a... Didn't he? No. He was in the documentary. He was in the documentary, but he... he, Because he participated. I thought he gave a line. No. Dan Aykroyd did not. No, I'm talking about Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis did. Oh, my God, yeah. It was him, Cindy Lauper, and Kim Carnes. The three of them, that was their one whole part. And it actually, Stephen Perry is the one who had to uh, give Huey Lewis some pointers on how to get the harmony right. And that was really weird. Mm. I tell you what, it's uh, for us oh. 80s kids, it was, it's quite a documentary. Behind the scenes there. Yeah, I have no interest. Like in We Are the... I thought what it was year? an old song. 85. 85. 85. It was right after the American Music Awards that, that Lionel Richie had not only hosted, but he performed and he won awards. And then they had they got all these people together to come to A&M Studios. That was yeah, the only one yeah. big enough 
for them to perform. And that was at 10 o'clock at night, and they didn't get done until 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a all-nighter. You know, and I really didn't have an interest either. I'm like, I hated the song when it came out, blah, blah, blah. But just to look back at that time, uh, to see all those people in one room, and yeah, they checked their egos at the door, except for Waylon Jennings. Uh, he walked out. <laughs> Why they take so long to Good make this on document? Waylon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waylon went. Cool. We have to sing Samoan. No, I'm I'm a country guy. I'm gone. I don't understand why it took so long to make this documentary. Like, half the people in it are dead. Yeah. Hey, let's wait they had 50 an in- years for, to make a documentary about everybody playing together. They what had it in memoriam idea. at the end, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're they're gone. They're gone. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. you know. That's well, like, hey, Jerry, I'm making this documentary on the 67 Buckeye Championship team. Would you like to watch it? And I you guarantee know? there'd be people out there going, hell, yeah, I want to watch the 67 Championship yeah, Buckeyes. Yeah, a lot of documentaries are posthumous like that. Yeah, but a lot get, of them. But you want, like, the audience. historical to, event. I, I get it. I get it, but, you know. And it was We Are the World. I mean. Yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? So did I till I saw the documentary. And it was uh, it was just fascinating the look behind the scenes. What is that on, Kepper? Netflix, I think. Yeah, it's not even on my. Uh, yeah, yeah. What you should watch. But the best was Lionel Richie talking to Michael Jackson at Neverland, and all of the hold my monkey. <laughs> That's what Michael asked Lionel. Hold my hold bubbles. Hold bubbles. They had to know what's going on. Boy, he was a freak, eh? Everybody wow. had to know what was going wow. on with Michael Jackson. And then Michael Jackson lost his boa constrictor, and then it peeped around the corner where Lionel Richie was sitting, and he goes, gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Guess you hang out with Michael Jackson back then. You thought he was on the up and up. Michael calls you over. Let's hang out. And then you get there, and you see kids in pajamas with them and you're like what is going on you think on? of all the artists on we are the world though did, was, did they hang out quote with michael well, she just I said but lionel rich well, like, was in the studio that no, was, no 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 that was at his that home at in his neverland house, oh, he said. went to his house and that's only yeah, because michael jackson and lionel uh were the orchestrators of this so it was it started with um oh quincy hit, jones no it started with harry belafonte because he went to africa and he saw how people were starving. And then he went to Quincy. Yeah, Quincy Jones was the big time dude that took care of all of it. Right, right. But yeah, it was Harry Belafonte that started it all. And then they brought in Bob Geldof, who, what what was the song before? Live, the, he did Live Aid. He did Live Aid, yeah. Where they had all the rockers, where they had Bono and, and all that. Um, I didn't but, even watch the documentary. I don't even need to now. Music yeah. comes together to help. Who wrote the song? Uh, that was Lionel Richie and Quincy Jones. Really creative, repeating the same line over and over. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, dork. Not your thing. The world. Yes. <laughs> I think that was an industry thing, though. The industry and the stations pumping it. The cause at the time. Well, they wanted to show that you know even rock and roll stars or pop stars can become united for for a cause, and that's that's what it was about. That's what Live much... Aid was about. That was the Us Festival. That was We Are the World. All of that. What did it really do, though? Exactly. It for quite a few years, at least. Kind uh, of a lot of virtue signaling. Yeah. For the for yeah. the We Are the World, uh, for the Africa. Yeah. It did. It that was the one that really did help. It was like eight hundred million dollars in food that actually made it to the people in Africa. And it continued to raise money for so like five years after. So they did do a recap like that yes, at the end? Yes, yes. Okay. So for five years it worked? Yeah, but, you know, got him out of starvation. For five years? 
I don't know what happened after that, Torg. Mm. All right. There you yeah, go. Your like, recap. It's kind of like John Taffer's um, bar rescue where they tell you, like, sales were up 20%, and then when you go online, you say bar closed. Yes. Or a lot of times right. they go back to what they were before John Taffer came yeah. in because they didn't like his ideas. I've been I've been looking when he has because they play on Sundays they do a twenty four hour loop of Bar Rescue, so I go on this site Bar Rescue. The failures with that show and I like him and oh, I think he's yeah. great. The failures are more than the successes. Oh, I would think eighty <laughs> percent. I would. It's about I That's think probably about seventy right. thirty. Yeah, you should not go, exaggeration. Go, it's about seventy thirty. Like they only might last a year. Six months, yeah, but a lot of them are. Brutal business, the bar business. Yep. It's we went tough. to one in Tampa when I lived down there that he did, and within six months they went back to the old name. Yep. And changed it right. back to everything because, uh, so the guy who owned it, he was just back there drinking all night long. And that's a big stickler for Taffer. You're going to come in your work and not that's, drink. This, this a, isn't your personal bar. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. yeah. You don't and, drink at your establishment. Right. So they, uh, they just went back to the way things was because. They had fun that way, and it wasn't a business to them. That wasn't – what – do you remember the one that was called the O-Bar, the O-Face Bar? That's what it's called. It's called the O-Face Bar. Mm-mm. Yeah, because the, the owners thought it was funny because that's the face you make when you have sex. Well, and Taffer yeah. came in and went, and there was just a train wreck, and he walked out of that. He never even finished it. Yeah, there was like three or four where he's walked out. There's one, the Georgian Dragon. It was an uh, Irish bar or an English pub in Phoenix, right? I used to go to it. It wasn't even in trouble. I think they just wanted a facelift, and it was like his mom's bar, and then he took over. Yeah, and over. if you can get the pub of being on the show, yes. that's, yeah, I get it. Like, I did a little research. Like, George and Dragon, we'd go there, like, every Friday. He doesn't and, need any help. And drink, and then my buddy said, yeah, it, it really didn't need help. It was just outdated, and they were losing a little money, but they... Kind of were turning it around, and then Taffer came in. By the time he came in, they were kind of turning it around, and they just needed a face. I go, Georgian Dragon's been on, I think it was yeah. Baseline Avenue for 50 years, and it's always packed. I was like, that's suspicious. Like, that bar is extremely popular. There's no food problems. I've ate everything on the menu. Maybe I just went at the right time. But it was an extremely <laughs> popular bar because it was, like, the only – now, this I haven't lived there in 15 years or whatever – but it was like the only English pub in Phoenix at the time, and it was extremely popular because of it. You know, you would go there yeah, and watch yeah, the yeah. football games. You know, if you were a English Premier fan, everybody would go there to watch the games, so the place was always packed. Sure. Watching the game. At odd hours. Yes. And the guy would do his own commercials, and he would kind of like the advertisers that advertise on every radio station, so you know who they are. He would advertise on every radio station so you knew who the George and Dragon were. So it's like, how does he spend money on every radio station, and yet he says he's the bar's going out of business, but yet he's got to be spending something like 50 to 100 grand on radio Maybe advertising it was a year. spent dollars. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, those soccer bars are uh, different here. Yes. Fado does it. Uh, there's a few of them, like the Liverpool. Uh, squad, they hang out at a certain place on Sawmill, and it's, you know, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. They're drinking. In these mm-hmm. places, they put out breakfast, and then by 2 in the afternoon, it's empty. Are the Coladas gone now in Columbus? Um, The one downtown definitely is. That's the been one? gone. Coladas? Coladas? Yeah. Uh, the one downtown on Front know. Street, that closed know. up probably five years ago. Yeah. I think the one at Easton is still open. Is it? Yeah. Because that was an Irish 
Oh, well, hell oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Hey, well, that was a good place. I don't know, maybe bad business. They were all clean. Yeah, I'd only been in the one down there on South Front. Yeah. We went there quite a bit. There, there was always uh, music Fido trivia. Fado is expensive. Is it? Yeah. You know what? I think it's Fado that's at Easton, not Claude. I could be wrong. Yeah, Fado's at Easton. There's a, yeah. and they tie into the cigar <clears throat> shop right next Correct. door. Correct, yes, right next door to it. So Claude and is gone. that was the original Fado. Yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, today on the show, we got a lot of stuff going on, don't we? Can win. Um, is it my package today? Yes, it is it your is package. package. And yes. I impressive. tried yes. not to touch it. It's impressive, though. It is. Isn't there a lot of stuff in there? Are we going to do a rundown or not? Uh, I, I didn't peek did in uh, the box. Was that your box yesterday? Yeah, oh, it was that, huge. that was. Yeah, that was huge. Jerry's package is too big. They haven't brought it in yet. No, actually, well. my package is pretty uh, one theme. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Uh, comedian Jim Florentine's going to join us. Joe Valario. We've had Joe on every year the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. He's got a Chiefs podcast. It's like every year. Former we have player, Joe on. NFL. Yeah. He was in the league. Yeah, second round pick. So we'll talk to him. Any more give up? Michael Evans. Bill Maher tickets. Bill, it was nice to Bill hear Maher tickets. It was nice to hear Michael Evans uh, just for a little bit live yesterday. It was. Saying hi. Yeah, he should have just called in and did the report. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's what I was surprised. Like, you're on hold. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Your you're you're on. hearing yourself do the report. But you he just did tell on. us he completely revamped his EvansRadio.com website, which is a good sign. Nice that he's going to be around. That's good because those websites are expensive. Right, and yeah. he did a top to bottom uh, makeover of that, so he's not going anywhere. Nice. Beautiful. That's good. That's the show. Yep. Sounds like a Wednesday. Michael Evans replay next. From your Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, providing the perfect temperature in your home, locally owned, headquartered, and staffed nearly 75 years. SearsHeatingandCooling.com. Clouds today, a high 53, partly cloudy tonight, low 35, but some sunshine for Thursday and a high of 60. It's 27 right now. So you know the signs on the back of semis sometimes that say wide load? Well, pretty sure we're going to be seeing a lot of those as the construction on the Intel plant ramps up. In fact, starting next Saturday, trailers as long as 200 feet will strategically and slowly, we're talking around five miles an hour, travel from the Ohio River in Cincinnati to Intel's $20 billion site in New Albany. I have that bumper sticker on my ass. So do I. (laughs) ODOT said special hauling (laughs) permits have been issued that range from 120,000 pounds to 925,000 pounds for portions of the road that these trucks will travel on for the next several months. And a portion of the route next Saturday, going to take these mammoth trucks through Groveport. So be prepared. House Republicans didn't have a good day on Capitol Hill yesterday. The months-long attempt to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas failed. The House also failed to pass a standalone aid bill for Israel with a 250 to 180 vote. The bill just needed two-thirds majority to pass, and they couldn't do it. But why is that bad? Well, it seems like they didn't didn't want the the 5,000 a day in and give money to Ukraine. No, this is the Mayorkas. No, no, no. She's talking about the other bill. The standalone uh, bill bill. for Israel. Yeah, that's not on arrival. Yeah, so why is that a bad day? That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like the government, if it seems like the government just can't get anything done, uh, you're right. This is on track to be one of the least productive sessions of Congress in American history. Only 34 bills have passed since January of last year. It's the worst since the Great Depression. Bunch of clowns. 
Uh, in the wake of the controversy over AI-generated lewd images of Taylor Swift and, of course, that robocall of an AI-generated duplicate of President Biden's voice, which nobody knew was real, uh, Meta announced yesterday it's going to begin labeling AI images when they're posted on Facebook, Instagram, and threads. But here's the thing. Meta's president of global affairs says they can't currently ID AI-generated audio and video. Instead, they're going to rely on on a future feature that will allow users to label AI-generated audio and video and then upload it to their social media platforms. According to the American Gaming Association, Super Bowl 58 expected to be the biggest betting event of the year by far, sportsbooks expecting $23 billion in bets. That's up from $16 billion last year. Also looks like more people will bet more money on this Super Bowl than any other football game in history. I uh, got my Ooh. bet in the day, the night they announced, well, announced, the the night they, uh, the Chiefs, what was the late game? Lions or the? Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs R- Buffalo. Chiefs yep. won five minutes I put my bet in. Right. I'm like, oh, because if the Chiefs become the favorite, my money line bet will, the odds will decrease. I'm doing money line no matter what. I got good odds. I'll take it. And Chiefs 49ers, what did we have this, two years ago? Four years Four. ago. Four years ago. Last yeah, we election. Just saw this. Yeah. Well, yeah, Detroit Buffalo wow. would have been a little more fun, I think, for oh, most yeah. people. Well, here's an idea, Dan yeah. Campbell. Don't kick kick the damn field goal. You got to make it, kick though. Kick the field goal. You got to make it. Well, that's and not. boy, that weather in Vegas this week, boy, the festivities are, at least thus far, it's only, uh, you know, Wednesday. Buffalo yeah. fans in Vegas would have been special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> QFM 96 Kemba Financial. Credit union traffic accident free on this Wednesday morning so far. And it's all brought to you by the Original Mattress Factory. Their mission is simple. They hand build high quality mattresses in the local factory. They sell those mattresses directly to their customers so they can eliminate the middleman. Go to OriginalMattress.com. See the OMF difference for yourself. Hey, five audio cuts for you in today's Hot Five. Cut number one, Super Bowl Media Week continues. Media Day yesterday. Patrick Mahomes was asked about his father, Pat Sr., and his third DUI arrest. I mean, he's doing good. Uh, I haven't, don't really want to get into it too much, but um, I mean, he's doing good for, for whatever the, the situation is. It's a family matter, so I'll just keep it to the family, um, and that's all I really have to say at this point. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> yeah, they asked him about Kermit. He sounds like Kermit. What'd he say? He had fun with it, yeah. Read yeah, it to my he, kids. He I read stories to it. my kids. Kermit the Frog. He has a little puppet. I had a little puppet, Kermit. You have a... Yes. <laughs> All right. And clip number two leading up to the Super Bowl. All this talk about Taylor Swift. Well, there was a report done when she was 15 years old. Did you know who discovered her? No. She came to Nashville last year writing her own songs, singing them, and hoping someone would like them. Toby Keith did. So much so that he just signed her to his new record label. That makes them partners. You're in the room with him and you can feel it. There's a power there and you're just like, oh my God. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like, oh my God, that's Toby Keith. How about that? I never knew Toby discovered Taylor. So he's to blame. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he's got the money no had the money yes he did wow i was driving in this morning and i heard a song and i'm like i know who that is he was singing with somebody else toby keith was and i was like i who is it was sting him and sting did a song together really there was so many odd toby keith stories and cool stuff yesterday
You know, he was the first celebrity in Nashville to do his own bar. Oh, which yeah. one's that? I love this bar and grill. Uh, well, Is that, that makes sense. Uh, no. Okay. And yeah. then it was in Vegas. I think he had about yeah. uh, a dozen at one point. They were big. And if you were military, you could go in and you could all, no matter what location, it was on the menu. Free meal, free beer. Oh, man. Super cool. If the doors were open, you could go in and uh, for the veterans. Yeah, that was really cool. Cut number three, Bloomberg says Columbus is the fastest growing city in the United States, followed by Austin and San Antonio and then Las Vegas. There's a famous YouTuber named Guy who sings about cities and towns and to honor Columbus being the fastest growing city, he wrote this. Oh, oh, Columbus, Ohio. It's such a wonderful city. It's called Columbus, Ohio. It's got a whole lot of people. <laughs> it's a great, great city. Yeah. It's the capital of Ohio. All of the politicians go to Columbus to run the state. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's called Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful metropolis. Oh, yeah, it's such a good place. You should go downtown, walk around, have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hall of Fame songwriting right there. Oh, man, that's great. Hey, the song about San Antonio, same thing. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Columbus? Just not the capital. San Antonio was on the list? Austin. Yeah, that was uh, number two. Uh, Austin, Austin two, sorry. San Antonio, three. Vegas, four. Vegas, yeah. Wow, Columbus, number one. Yeah. That's all right. Okay, clip number four here, watching the game this Sunday during the Super Bowl. You're going to see this commercial from DoorDash. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. So this year during football's biggest event, DoorDash will DoorDash stuff from all the ads. All to one winner. All the snacks. Every automobile. A tax service. And who knows what else? We uh, haven't fully thought this thing through yet. Just look for the promo code on the big day for a chance to win it all. DoorDashAllTheAds.com You got to crack their code on the commercial with a QR code, right? Then you got to go put the answer in on the web. Sounds like a lot of work. And stress is in that commercial. But every uh, (laughs) Get in your car and go pick up your food. Every product advertised on the Super Bowl, it's a lot more than food. Yeah, now it is. The whole point there. And, you know, uh, for our little restaurant up here, uh, Junkyard Dogs, DoorDash, four to one over Uber Eats. Hmm. DoorDash is burying, at least in our experience. Cut number five. Christy, who is the biggest, meanest bully from an 80s movie? Do you know? Oh, the 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 guy that uh, was in... Um, Biff. Biff was number two. Back Biff was number two. Number one, uh, I would put the guy in Karate Kid. Johnny Lawrence is yes. number one. Yes. You couldn't leave well enough alone. Such a little twerk. No, you had to push it. Well, now you're going to pay. How about a front kick, Johnny? Oh. Get him up. Hey, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. Shut up, Mommy. Johnny, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. I'll decide when he's had enough, man. What is wrong with you, Johnny? Cobra Kai is it just a great little series. 
It's good to see him back. It's kind of run its course, though, even though they're doing another season. They're doing another season. How much more can you do of Johnny Lawrence slamming Coors Banquets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of running its course, I watched the new episode of Curb. Hey, I liked it. I think they've gone to the well one time too many. <laughs> well, he hates people. I mean, uh, it doesn't yeah. get along with well, people. That's the, that's the whole show, sure. Yeah, that was funny. Was I, I okay. think the maid throwing his stuff out, but. Yeah. Yeah. It was just okay. But there's what, eight more? I think nine more. Nine more, okay. It's a lot better than last year's opener. Sophia Maria, last... what's her name? The girl? Yeah, that, Sophia, yeah. the young Larry. That's going to be the... the, the <laughs> all season. All that's season, the, the Larry. Th- yes, right. Uh, uh, and maybe that fat dog. And that's your hot five. Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic, Wednesday morning commute, looking good, moving up to speed, and accident-free. And it's all brought to you by Buyer's Mazda, where you will get a premium vehicle without a premium price. Buyer's Mazda in Dublin, 270 in Sawmill, off of Billingsley. Buyer'sMazda.com. Come see why it's better to buy at Buyer's Mazda. News is brought to you by Borgata, serving the highest quality New York-style pizza and homemade Italian specialties. Visit them today, West Dublin Granville Road in Worthington. Well, another month, another record amount of credit card debt for Americans. In fact, debt on those CCs rose by $50 billion, bringing its total to $1.13 trillion. Of course, uh, the number of missed payments on credit cards is also skyrocketing, increasing among pretty much all demos and age groups. But borrowers in their 30s are missing payments at the fastest rates. And Fed researchers said recently, in the case of credit cards, it looks like things have reverted to a level that is worse than pre-pandemic. Uh, a Belichick will be coaching during the 24 season. However, it is not Bill. His son, Steve, is accepted the defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. The younger Belichick uh, spent the last 12 years as a defensive assistant for his dad in New England, including five as the defensive call player. And if it were not for Torg and Reddit, we would never have these thought-provoking hypotheticals. So someone recently posted on social media asking people, all right, you were offered the chance to flip a coin. Tails gets you $1 billion, okay? Heads gives you continuous, incurable hiccups for your entire life. <laughs> and not flipping the, the coin guarantees you both. So what do you choose? Well, of course, over half, about 57% of people said, oh, no, they'd go ahead and flip the coin, mainly for the chance to skate with a billion dollars and without constant hiccups forever. And about 43% of people said they would accept the hiccup if they meant they would be a billionaire. Again, you don't hold your breath. There's no scaring the hiccups away. No, all the little cures to get rid of hiccups. It doesn't matter. They're For normal a billion. Hiccups. For a billion. Yeah, I don't know. And 100% said it was a stupid question. I don't know. Just, yeah, a, hi- just right. a hypothetical. Yeah. Just a I hypothetical. Try harder, Reddit. What Reddit's for, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just those Jeez. hypotheticals. You bring them up too, Torg, but yeah, there but you go. Yeah, mine are better than that. Okay, we'll come up with one. Well, <laughs> I will. The 8 o'clock hour. Come yes, up with a hypothetical yes. for us. A hypothetical. I will. Hey, what congratulations. If? We've got to mention this. An icon is leaving Columbus. Well, not leaving, but off the air. 29 years at ABC6. Clay Hall's retiring at the end of the month. How about that, man? What a run for yeah. Mr. Clay How many Clay years Hall. was it? I'm sorry. 29, 29. years 29 at years. ABC6. Yeah, right, right. What a great run. What a great guy. And, uh, yeah, because he was just a reporter for forever. He wasn't the main guy until like well, 10 I, years ago. No, I've been here 17 years, and he's been the lead guy ever since at I walked six, through the door. Yep. 
at least since I've been here. Huh. Been here since 2007. 2000, yep, 2007. Yeah, because I remember when he was just, uh, he was like the Jared Smalley of Channel 6. He? he was just a reporter, yeah. Gotcha. Well, always did a great job. Oh, and great job. that's why he got the gig, right? Yeah, we'll have to throw him on before he leaves, Rich. Hey, we talked to comedian Jim Florentine after Billy Idol. Comedian Jim Florentine is coming to the attic Saturday, 7.30 for a show. He joins us now. Hey, Jim, what's up, man? Hello, Jimmy. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's going on? Doing all right. Now you you've already played this before. I remember you were you've been to the attic before, right? Yeah, I did it for the first time in July. I love it. That's what Great I thought. Club, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting. Uh, it's a little different than the funny bone, but I think that's what makes it cool. As a comic, you want low ceilings, people sitting right on top of you. Yeah, small intimate room. It's perfect. Hey, have you had, you know, the last two comedians we've had, Mark Norman and T.J. Miller, told us a story about people jumping on stage. Do you got a jumping on stage story? It's kind of a recent it's, phenomenon. It's a kind of a thing now. Yeah. No, I've never had that happen before. Well, you'd kick their ass. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I never, um, no one's ever uh, come up on the stage. Because you're like a metalhead, and I just, I went to high school in the late 80s, and the metalhead guy in our high school were the guys we avoided. They were badass. They were smoking yeah. pot in the alley. <laughs> and if you needed, like, someone to stick up for you, you befriended the metalheads. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I guess I'm a bigger guy compared to most comics. But, you know, I don't, I'm not some guy that wants to fight everybody. I've been in a fight since I was a sophomore in high school. So I don't know what I would do if something jumped on stage. I'd probably run. <laughs> who, are the, uh, who are the bands when you were, who was considered metal when you were in high school? Well, Ozzy, you know, um, you know, he first came out and, you know, with, with his solo stuff after he left Black Sabbath. Then, you know, of course, ACDC. Then you had Motorhead, Metallica, that kind of stuff. So that was uh, Judas Priest, Maiden. So when you got the VH1, uh, that metal show, you made, uh, you were at the top of the world at that point, eh? You were living large. No, it was great because, you know, I was a metalhead from, a, you know, when I was younger. So it's like. When I got that job, it was like, I didn't have to do any research on any of the guests. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to interview Steve Harris. Like, I've been wanting to ask him questions for years. So, yeah, it was a dream job. Absolutely. Jim Florentine's with us. The Attic Saturday, 730 for tickets. Is it a negative turn? Because th- there's words that you use. Like, my kids were telling me the other day you can't use the word pilgrim. Like, that's not an exciting. And I go, come on. you got to be kidding me. You can't say pilgrim. Is in metal music, if you call a guy a shredder, is that considered an insult? I don't think so. You know, that's just, um, you know, that's like Ingbe Malmsteen, you know, type of guitar player, shredder. Yeah, shredder usually means, like, the guy doesn't have a lot of soul to his guitar solos. To me, that's what a shredder means. But they're also, you just watch them play that neck and how fast they are. It's amazing. Because wouldn't George Lynch be a ah. shredder? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking more like Ingve and then that Michael Balte. I forget his last name. That it's just guy. so fast that the yeah, there's no soul. That's well put. I'd never heard it put that way before. Yeah, because I saw like that guitar thing that um, travels around the uh, country. I forget what it's called. What all Zach Wild, Nuno was on Ingve and Steve Vai, and it was just like Ingve was great, but it was like there wasn't a lot of soul to his stuff. Nuno was phenomenal, Zach, but uh, I love Ingve though. But it's a different style of playing. Yeah, Steve Vai's sick, man. We just had him on the show a couple weeks ago, man. He's real. D- David Lee Roth really lucked out when he when he left Van Halen to get Steve Vai as your guitarist, man. You s- really luck out. 
He did. He, I mean, it made his career. Who knows if he would have just got an unknown guitar player at that time. I mean, Steve Vai was right in his prime, just coming up. He just, you know, he was with that uh, band Alcatraz for one album with Graham Bonnet. And then, you know, he came from Frank Zappa. And now so it's, it was a perfect spot. It's amazing on social media. You get like the eight-year-old Asian girl that can shred. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's some video out there, whether it's a drummer, a guitarist. It's crazy. Well, you know, and it is, the thing is they can learn from YouTube, so they could just watch a video right. and learn how to play and learn how to do that before you had to go to a guitar teacher, take lessons, go there every week, you know, for an hour or two. But now you could just watch a video and just pick up from it. Jim, I needed the I needed YouTube for sex when I was in high school. I had no, I could have, I could have used some help with some videos. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I always tried to play, but I couldn't either. I didn't have the talent for it. Maybe if I had YouTube, I could have fi- figured it out on my own. But yeah, hey, um, I, oh, what's that? No, I was I'm gonna sorry. go ahead. Hey, you know, speaking of videos, so I you show up on my algorithm on TikTok a lot. When did you do the show where you're the waiter and you talk to them when they're ordering their food? Oh, yeah, it's just sketches that I do. I just, you know, came up with it on my own called The Disgruntled Waiter because, I, you know, I hear people in the, the, you know, the food industry, there's always these, you know, the customers come in, want all these demands, want to be treated like kings. You know, it's like, look, and, you know, it's a 20-year-old kid. He doesn't even want to be there, and they're just abusing him. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to be the waiter that just gives it back to the couple sitting at the table because <laughs> I don't care. I don't have to worry about you know, that I have a boss and I'm going to get fired. So that's legit. The people eating is legit. No, no, no. It's sketches. Oh, okay, I, it's okay, okay. Yeah, was... it's all rehearsed. Yeah, but I just kind of showed the people that work in the service industry love it. Like, thank God. I always <laughs> want to say that to customers. They know it's a sketch, but still, yeah, I like doing that stuff. So, see, that's, Jim, that, that, that stuff scares the hell out of me because did you ever see the movie Road Trip? With, like, yeah. stiff, okay, where they order the French toast, he takes it back, and he rubs the French toast on his ass. I've never yeah. taken back a meal since watching that film. I just can't do it. No, you never know. You know, That's why, you know, you got to just suck it up and eat it and not worry about it. Like, if it's a little undercooked or whatever, or you didn't like the mushrooms that are on your salad, just take them off. And put I, them to the side. It's not that big of a deal. And I like my French toast that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you do. <laughs> hey, how's uh we can't really give the name of the other big radio company, but you're hosting your own show. You dig radio, don't you? Yeah, I originally started in radio. Okay. You know, and when I realized, you know, I was on the co- my college radio station that I was doing this little station in New Jersey, like a hundred watt station, I was doing the morning show. And then I had a show at night where I could play my own records, which is unheard of. So I, I loved it, and then then eventually I'm like, oh man, I don't, I, I didn't like listening to people, listening to my boss tell me, no, you need to talk for 15 seconds and get get yeah. the song or the weather. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, ah, this isn't my thing. So I just started doing stand up. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Well, that's when I first uh, you got on my radar years. I don't know, like a decade ago, when you were on with Opie and Jim Norton, and I heard you, and you would go in and spend a couple days a week. I go, man, this dude is super funny. Who is this guy? It kind of like for a lot of comedians that show gets people known oh it was huge absolutely it was uh you know yeah i would sit in as like the third sidekick guy so yeah i'd be in for three or four days a week it was great you know and it's great exposure and stuff and that show you can basically say whatever you want on that which is perfect well you can do that for our show too and opie and anthony that was a great show back then i mean they, they were red hot they were giving us a run for our money here in columbus 
yeah, it was uh, it, it was amazing that the the times when you know Opie and Anthony, how crazy the show was, and what they the, what stuff they got away with was insane because they were based out of New York. Right. And I was living with Jim Norton at the time. We were roommates when he was on the show. Oh boy, how was that? That was great. It was awesome, you know. Um, but you know, it was just like he would tell me if I didn't hear the show, he goes, "Oh, this is what we did today in the air." I'm like. Uh, how do you guys get away with that? How is the government not coming down and, you know, get rid of the show? It's yeah. almost like they got too successful because Opie's about half crazy anymore. I see him all the time. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you're the you money. Know, you do, yeah, well, the, yeah, you know, and you're just shocking and shocking and shocking. It gets to a point where you can't shock anymore, so you got to do something different. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jim, it's a funny story. So I was working for the same company, and I was doing this sports show, and it was, it was Scott Kaplan and Sid Rosenberg. I don't know if you know Sid or not. I know Sid well. Yeah, he's great. great yeah, dude. I've had some nights with him that I can't talk about on the air. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, CBS calls, and they want our show, and I was the executive producer like sidekick, and they want they just fired Opie and Anthony, and they were going to take our show up to New York and replace it. And Scott and Sid eventually did, and I think Craig Carton did started doing the show with the, with Sid at some point. And I didn't go. I went back to Phoenix because I just didn't want to be the guy to replace Opie and Anthony. I said, "Man, that's a setup for smart failure." Smart move. Smart move. No, that is a smart move. It's it's okay if you're the second person to come in and replace them after the first one gets fired. But, yeah, I remember when they got – I forget what show they put in there, but nobody listened. Everyone was so mad they took them off the air. Yeah, it was Scott and Sid. It was Scott, the Scott and Sid show, and then they uh, – Scott went to San Diego, and then Sid worked with that Craig Carton guy who went to jail for uh, yeah. ripping out people – ripping off people for, like, gambling or something. And now he's back on TV. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Jim, tell us about – I read this in your bio. Don't know if it's true because I don't believe anything in the uh, on the Internet – but my partner Jerry's got a hot dog shop. Did you run a or your family have a hot dog shop? No, my 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 father. Uh, we our whole family moved to Florida. Like in between my like sophomore and junior year, my dad my dad opened a catering business down in Florida. Bought like a bunch of those lunch trucks, like a whole route of them, sure. like five or six of them, and uh, you know to drop off, you know to go, go to construction sites and all that other stuff. So they did that. Uh, it didn't work. The yeah, roach so coach. So did you have the, your, like your own the, trailer? The roach coach. Oh, it was nasty too. There was roaches. It was disgusting. It was these old trucks. He had some dream, my dad, of just opening a catering business. Yeah. Making it real food. You know, his mother was cooking and he was cooking and my mom, you know, make real food. People didn't care, those construction workers. So like whatever. I don't <laughs> care. <It's all> <laughs> Would he if you were so you did you have to work for him? No, I didn't because I was still in school. So it was, you know, they hired drivers. My brothers were driving and a couple other people. So um, I would have to clean the trucks at the end of the day, though. That was like my job. And I got paid for doing that. Okay. Because I could see like a dad, if you were working for your dad in the restaurant industry, of him blaming the kid for the, the business failing. Oh, absolutely. He would have definitely blamed somebody. But, you know, I think he just was way too in and over his head. And those he bought like these old trucks, you know, these uh, these food trucks that were constantly breaking down and all that stuff. So it, was, it, it just did the whole thing just didn't work yeah, those... out. I knew after that I didn't want to be in the food uh, industry because it's just a, oh, it's brutal. making the food, make sure it's got to be fresh. It's not fresh. Then you got to throw it out. You have to know how much to make. It's a, it's, it's, you know, and crazy hours. And he's not talking like food trucks today, Torg. This, no, this no, no, was I know, the I construction know. site, yeah, the yeah. old uh, kind of the forerunner to what we see today. Well, comedian Jim Florentine's going to be in town this Saturday, 7.30 showtime at the Attic on Oak. 
boy, Jim, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, a lot we of should fun. say we should say jimflorentine.com to order tickets, by there the way. Go. We should get that out yeah, there. Yeah, and then Don, Don Jameson was on that metal show with my sidekick. He's on the show with us, too. Oh, beautiful. Awesome, man. Look yeah. forward to it. Who, who did you, when you first started out, who did you watch to get you in comedy? Was there someone in particular that you said, holy crap, I, I got to do this because of this guy? Well, I love I loved Rodney Dangerfield. When he would do, you know, I, I, the one, quick one-liners and self-deprecating humor, I loved that. So I was always a huge fan of him. But then when I saw, like, Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Kinison, those guys, I was like, wow, these guys are like, a, they're like rock stars. Yeah, you know? I'm sure they were a great Being influence. Music, I'm like, that's cool. I could do something like that. <laughs> Kinison, <laughs> Kinison, Dice, and Rodney. Oh, I remember Kinison as a I kid. I get it. I was like in ninth grade, and he did this bit on gay guys getting AIDS, and it was just, he was just so filthy, and na- I just loved Kinison when, uh, was when oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He just pushed he the envelope. He that, did. He got in a lot of trouble. He did. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a. I don't think people realize how good Kinnison is because I think they, you know, see the movie like Back to School and they know him as like on TV, but they don't realize his stand up was like cutting edge stuff. Oh, he was way out there. That whole, that famous bit about, you know, the people in Africa, you know, move, starving. Move, like, move to where he is. I showed my 13 year old son that bit. He was dying. Well, Jim, I can tell you what, I've seen you before. You do a great show. So if people get a chance, jimflorentine.com is the website, the attic Saturday night, he'll put on a great show. Thanks so much, Jim. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Nice to catch up with comedian Jim Florentine. Yeah. Mr. Attic Saturday, 730. The Attic. And we're going to have to check that out at some point on mm. Oak Street. If I was in a living endless volleyball tournaments each weekend, I would check him out. Give her a shot. Now, you are going to Jeff Ruby's, you mentioned. When are you I doing am, that? Uh, Friday. I stole Christy's idea. I just, I even, but at least I told Christy I was well, stealing Well, you did, her and idea. you know what? And I appreciate well, that. A lot of people go to Jeff Ruby's. No, but I'm stealing. I'm only going because Christy mentioned it. She put the bug in my ear. I would never, I wouldn't have gone unless she said something and about it. And thank you for, for texting and saying, hey, I'd get listen, her in, too. You, you and Jimmy want to go. But not with me, though. Well, no, exactly. Yeah, no. I'm not I taking got you in. I'm going to help you out. I'm not your daughter. Out. Much like uh, my Arby's mentioned to Rich yesterday. What'd he oh, do? Yeah. Had to go to Arby's. Now, Jerry, you, nice roast yeah, beef. you said yesterday you were going to go to McDonald's, or no, to uh, Burger King I to try would, a Whopper. I got Whopper, top of mind. I did not go. They're okay. giving a million bucks to redesign the Whopper. Did you see that? I no. told you that yesterday. That's yeah. why we got yeah. onto the Whopper talk. That was How about story. get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, Whopper. a million dollars if you can come up with the most creative new the topping Big for Mac. a Whopper. <laughs> I'll give you uh, the new Whopper, the Big new Mac. topping. Huh. Now, a lot of people beef. do the Whopper Bacon? Junior. Bacon? Whopper yeah. Junior is big. Different it's not than a Whopper cheeseburger. Whopper Jr. Although with every, with shrinkflation, the Whopper's kind of a Whopper, Whopper Jr. Exactly. Yes. So Dude, the Junior's like a slider. Is Junior bacon? Do they have bacon on it? You well, can yeah, add you, bacon. yes, you can. I bet you it's. I bet you adding bacon at Burger King is two bucks. Probably and you two can, bucks. Yep. And you can also add the onion rings to it with barbecue sauce. They've got that. That just jacked it up to five. And that, yeah, I don't do barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't do Western barbecue burger. sauce. Not do it on a. It's burger. a rodeo burger. That's yeah, there you go. Cheeseburger barbecue sauce with two onion rings on it. Gotcha. And a smile at the end. Dude, you know that. That's yes. scary. I'm Wonderful. sorry. Barbecue so, sauce at a burger, not my thing. No, but it's the onions, yeah, the Western burger. Right. 
So, Rich, how was the Arby's then? It holds Just up. Just a standard it, roast yep. beef, right? No, you got, beef beef and Thank you got you. the Thank you, beef and cheddar. With, with the cheddar, yeah. Yes, oh, you got to get the number one. I just like get the, the red regular sauce? with the horsey yeah. sauce. The, the red sauce? The Arby sauce? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 the red. Sometimes people get it without the red sauce. Not I got the it Arby's on sauce. Well, you put yeah. that on. The horsey is no, the white. it's different. And the Arby's is the red. It's different. The beef and cheddar comes with its own It does. It comes with the sauce. And then you could add the horsey sauce. I know this stuff. That's the only yeah. thing I get at Arby's because it has that that onion bun and then the the beef and then the gooey cheddar and then it's got the red the, it whatever up. and oh, it's a two for five yeah. sometimes it does. Yeah. How much was it? Was it did it? Well, I did the large. Uh oh, yeah, I well, did the large combo. I'm gonna say fries. I'm gonna bit. guess nine bucks. I'm gonna say ten eighty. Eleven fifty. It was it was just under eleven. Ten eighty nine. Oh, for a sandwich, <laughs> fries, and a drink. Yeah. Oh wow. For the number one. Wow. That is unbelievable. And that was the the lowest level because now it's how much roast beef you want on the sandwich. Mm-hmm. It There's three different levels. So I got the least amount of roast beef on the sandwich. So if you got triple the amount. 14 bucks. It would have probably been 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Now they, does Arby three still levels of beef? You can. Yeah. Why you can stack just, it high. Why don't you just go to like a Shades and Canal or something like that? You're getting you're probably cheaper to get oh, a yeah, burger that's, there. I mean, that's why I haven't gone to Arby's. Because they don't do shaved roast beef. Yeah. With yeah. horsey sauce and, and piled high unique. beef. By the time you had mozzarella sticks and a Jamocha shake, you might as well just go to the steakhouse. <laughs> damn, damn. You might as well go to Ruby's. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what your bill is Friday night talk at Jeff Ruby's. No, it's yeah. next Friday. It's next Friday. Valentine's, Valentine's Day is next week. Yeah. Yes, next Wednesday, so you're going to do it afterwards, but that's all right. Last time I was at Ruby's, just the wife and I, just two of us, right? It 400. It was uh, like 320, yeah. 330. Ooh. Without the tip or with the tip? Well, 340 with the tip. Okay, with tip, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. It's $338. $340 with the tip. Yeah. <laughs> Three or four drinks each in there? <laughs> Get, it. Get yeah. it there, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's expensive over there. We did eight hundred at the top with another couple oh. with the tip, and it wasn't even a good. It wasn't good. It wasn't eight hundred. We got wine though and mixed drinks. Uh, see, the, the alcohol drinks. is what adds adds to the bill. But it wasn't a well. The food at yeah. Jeff Ruby's though is way better. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, you're paying for the food as well. Yeah. It's not yeah, just yeah. the alcohol that Jack's at. Yes. Well, the mm. food's better. It's like though. Hyde Park. It's all those steakhouses. But the steak's better at Ruby's than. Back to Longhorn I go. Yep. $800. (laughs) Texas Roadhouse, here I come. Nothing wrong with that. We're splitting a prime rib there. And the beauty of Jeff Ruby's, they've got all that sushi. They do fresh seafood. It's not exclusively a steakhouse. I'm going to do sushi and steak. Oh, you know what? I might have to, when we go, because Jimmy, yeah, he'll do the steak. I might do the sushi. My buddy, mm. Jimmy. You can do both, Christy. In the atmosphere mm. at, uh, at Ruby's, Ruby's that is, piano yeah. player, and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My buddy, Jeff, on a couple times, he sent me a picture of uh, the shrimp cocktail, and they were massive, the shrimp in the shrimp cocktail. So as big as your, at least palm. your money worth. You might as well go all out. You know, if you're going if you're to Ruby's, spend get that money, all. you know you're going to do it. Yeah. Get the cocktail. Little romance. Worry about it later. Exactly. <laughs> Charge it. Hey. Let's squeeze in here a little laughter at 34 after. Here is uh, comedian Justin McKinney talking about Super Bowl babies. Got two kids. They're not Super Bowl babies, though. We all know what Super Bowl babies are. If you've seen the commercial the last couple of years during the Super Bowl, apparently nine months after the time of the Super Bowl, there's a rise in births. So the NFL put out this commercial 
you know, showing, oh, these are all the babies born nine months after this year's Super Bowl. This is how old they are now. So the NFL's taking credit for this. Like, mom and dad are watching the Super Bowl. They get horny. They go into the bedroom, have sex. Nine months later, there's a baby. Okay, first of all, do you know what other event, what other day happens within a week of the Super Bowl every year? Valentine's Day, exactly. I think that's when married guys are getting laid. Ladies, is there any day a man is less attractive than Super Bowl Sunday? Ooh, beer, breath, and buffalo farts. I gotta have that. I can't keep my hands on. I love the way your belly sticks out under that replica jersey. You look just like Tom Brady with your old deflated balls. Seems like every year we're having Joe Valario on, former Chiefs. He's got the podcast, Believe in Chiefs podcast, and he joins us at Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, always. What's up, Joe? Hello, Joe. Hey. You're, not, you're now a regular. Not, well, you know what? That's actually a good thing for Chiefs fans, I guess, right? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, how, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, thanks. And I was surprised yesterday to see now the line dropped a little bit. What is Vegas? To, how are the Chiefs? Not favored in this. They're getting two. I'll take that well, all day. I, mean, I took the money line. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, look, this. I think Vegas is 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 looking at, and a lot of betters are looking at the fact that that on paper the 49ers offense just looks a little bit more star studded. I think they see Brock Purdy as kind of unflappable. I don't know if they're really digging deep into the fact that Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, has had two weeks to prepare for this and that Purdy really hasn't done that well against heavy pressure. And, and you know, they're looking at the receiving core of the Chiefs. They're looking at some injuries, Amenahu, Joe Tooney still possibly out on the Chiefs' offensive line. I think they're looking at a team like it's almost like they feel like the Chiefs are limping into the Super Bowl in a weird way, um, and and that the, and that the Forty ers are kind of coming in at a peak. But, but I'm telling you, I, I think a lot of people are going to be in for a little bit of a rude awakening if you're rooting for the Forty ers Yeah, that first half of, for the Forty ers against Detroit, though, that's got to scare the, the fact that that team's even capable of a half like that. The Chiefs aren't going to roll over like the Lions did. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, and that's I think that, you know, a lot of this is a lot of this is going to come down to, you know, how Brock Purdy can handle the pressure of this game and the pressure that Steve Spagnuolo is going to put on him and all the other weapons around them are going to become almost uh, irrelevant at that point. Uh, you know, the fact that he has a Debo Samuel and he has Christian McCaffrey, like if the Chiefs get rolling on him and he can't throw the ball, and he can't gobble up big yards, I think it could be a really long day for the 49ers. Now, granted, a lot of it's going to also be one on the other side of the line with the Chiefs being able to keep Nick Bosa out of the out of the backfield. But because and if they and if they do, I have a feeling that Patrick Mahomes is going to tear the 49ers uh, defensive secondary apart. And, and I think, to me, that benefit outweighs anything that the 49ers might do offensively against a pretty strong Chiefs defense. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I again, long answer, short question. I don't know why 
why they, they sort of seem to be going in the 49ers' favor. I think it's maybe a little bit more about the flash right well, now. Well, that's kind of what I was going to bring up to you in years past with the Chiefs. It's always been offensive heavy, Tyreek Hill, yeah. no longer there. But this year is a little different because that defense is super strong and that defense has carried the team that times this year. Yeah, I mean that's been their it's been their strong point, you know. I mean, where were they nine and zero when they scored twenty one points or more? So that's all the Chiefs have to do, you know. They're undefeated when they score twenty one points or more. So that's all that Steve Spagnola needs, and and that's all that Patrick Mahomes has to come up with, and that's that's a really nice place to be for Patrick Mahomes, right? Where you don't have to be worried about, you know, scoring twenty eight, thirty five to to win a big game, and I think the Chiefs are going to probably use that to their favor in the Super Bowl. And I, I just I have a feeling that that this Chiefs team uh, is scaring the 49ers in, in sort of a, either a subconscious or even like a conscious, you know, front of mind way that, you know, the Chiefs at their best, um, they're pretty darn good if if they can overcome, you know, some of the hurdles of, of you know, not really having the most premier of wide receiving cores. Um, but I think, you know, if, if this – and I think the pressure of this game is on the 49ers, and I think that's what's really scaring the 49ers. If they don't – the 49ers don't win right. the game, it's like, oh, God, because I think this is, the, this is the best that this 49ers team is going to be. Like, I don't think this 49ers team, given their cap situation, given where they are, you know, where they'll be able to draft Not next, next year. year. Yeah. Th- this team is as good as it gets. And the Chiefs, I don't even know if they've scratched the surface on, you know, when you watch this team and the way they performed over the year and then what they're capable of and watching them, you know, against the Ravens, you're like, oh, man, I don't even know if they've played their best football yet. And that's got us subconsciously or even consciously scare the 49er fan base. So you think it'll be a low-scoring game? No, I don't. I actually don't. I don't. I, 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 I know kind of some of the things I was saying may, maybe counter to that, but um, I, I think the Chiefs are going to kind of start to run away with this game. I, th- I think the Chiefs are probably going to score in the low 30s. Wow. Uh, I'm kind of predicting that they might score 31 because I just think, you know, if they stop Nick Bosa, they let Patrick do his thing. If Isaiah Pacheco can keep them honest, I think the, 40, I think the, the Chiefs can score a touchdown a quarter maybe kick a field goal here and there, you know, end of a half, you know, with a, with a drive or something and they could make it okay. 31. Okay. And, and I think, I think they're, I think they're able to get after Brock Purdy on this huge stage. Hey, five years from now could be, it'd be a different conversation given Brock Purdy's maturation, but I don't know if he's going to be as unflappable as people think he would be in the face of a Steve Spagnola defense that's had two weeks to prepare. What? And I'm thinking like 21 for the Niners. I'm thinking like a tw- 31 to 21, maybe 31, 24 game. Well, Joe and Joe Valario's with us, the former chief believe in chiefs podcast on the believe sports network. If you go back at Brock Purdy, when he was bad this year, lost to the Browns, Minnesota, Cincinnati, all in a row, the Baltimore game, the primetime game, he was awful. Brock Purdy, when he, when they lose, he's awful, not just bad. Mm-hmm. He's awful. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's chicken and the egg, right? Is it is it the fact that he's he's playing awful and that the team doesn't get rolling, or is it because what other teams are throwing at him that he can't get rolling? Like high pressure to... doesn't work for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good good point. I mean, the, the, the games speak for themselves, and the resume, you know, kind of speaks for itself. So, 
this is this is the biggest stage that uh, he'll ever have played on, and um, the biggest stage and kind of you know one of the biggest stages I, I should say in all of sports, definitely in North America. So you know it's a it's a big audience. He's got to prove himself, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy who's you know Mister Irrelevant and um, might not uh, might not be ready for it. So it, this is going to be an interesting interesting game, and and they're going to. The 49ers, if they're going to want to be a part of this game, are going to have to start really, really fast and put a little bit of pressure on Patrick for sure. Joe Valario is a former chief. The podcast is Believe in Chiefs. Now, Torg made me, I have to ask this, Joe. Have you met Taylor Swift? I have not. We were about 20 rows away from her at the game. Could you and, smell her uh, from there? Could you, it's that, yeah, be- yeah. that beauty. <laughs> Oh. We, we definitely, you know, my funniest thing about Taylor Swift is, you know, you get all these guys who, you know, they say, oh, it's taking away from the game. And, you know, everybody focuses. Oh, who cares? Guess yeah. What? Guess, no, but no, 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 no. But guess what? Every time uh, Travis Kelsey would touch the ball during the game, this was back for the Chiefs homecoming game. We have an alumni game every year. And every time it was against the Chargers this year, every time Travis would catch the ball. Guess who were the guess who were the people with their cell phones taking pictures of Travis? I mean of uh, of Taylor up in the up in the suite. Those macho guys that thought uh, that she you know that she was distracting from the game. So I love it. But no, she's yeah. been great. It's been it's been great to to have her you know be a fan and and to see two people just being happy and you know and and to bring bring another extra level of. Uh, you know, sort of uh, watchability to a game. I, you know, it's it's, it's kind of nice. And I think they got past that because the team struggled, and a lot of people will point out, you know, because they went through that stretch where they were struggling when Kelsey had the famous, you know, at least to the press, like, we need to be better, everybody needs to be better, uh, kind of towards the end there. I don't think she had anything to do with it, but at least the Chiefs got over their bad play. You know, they fixed themselves. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was good for them because, you know, Listen, if 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 a dating situation and romance and the fact that celebrities are attending games are enough to distract you and make a team play bad, that that team doesn't have any any real reason to be out there anyway cuz these guys are dealing with that kind of stuff all day. So, you know, was it a little bit high r- ratcheted up? Yeah, because it was Taylor Swift, but at the same time, these guys are used to dealing with that and 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 and, and you know, just because somebody's there it doesn't take away from what you're doing on the practice field and what you're doing out on the, on the game field. So, yeah, it was kind of, uh, I think it was really irrelevant stuff. And it was just the fact that they just weren't in a good stretch at that point. You know, they were, they were banged up at receiver. They were trying to figure things out in the passing game. And, you know, I think that just coincided with, uh, with the onset of the, of, of the Taylor Travis romance. Yeah. And Joe, I'm scrolling, uh, on eBay. Currently I can get your rookie card for $2 and 75 cents. Bye. Got it. Wow. There you go. Oh yeah. yeah. two seventy five. I hope it's in some kind of good condition. That thing's thirty. That thing's thirty-three years old. At this point. <laughs> Holy smokes, where where does the time go? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the guys. You know, I, I get a chance to meet some of the players when we go back for alumni events and whatnot. And I'm thinking about when I meet them. I'm like, oh my god, I'm that guy that when I was playing. Yeah, the guys that were playing in the late fifties. I'm like, sure, God, yeah, yes. <laughs> sure. You are Len Dawson. It's quick, exactly. I am the Len Dawson to. Hey, Joe. Go. One thing that kind of ticked me off about the coaching and and t- a player teams are doing this, up fourteen to seven in that game against the Bills, and they didn't kick the field goal. They go for it, didn't go go, uh, didn't didn't get it. Bills get the ball. 
you saw it bite the analytics, bite the Lions in the butt. If it's the Super Bowl and they get a chance to put points on the board, does Andy Reid take the points in the Super Bowl or does he continue to go for it on fourth down? I think he goes for the points. I really do. My gut's telling me that you, you, you know you get on the biggest, the world's biggest stage, you, you got to get the, you got to take the points. You can't. I don't think they want the same thing to happen to that happened when you know they lost to the Bengals. Uh, and it was at the AFC Championship, or maybe it was just, was it the, yeah, it was the AFC Championship, right? Where they went for it all, at the end of the half. Yes. They were down on the goal line. There was confusion about the play, and Patrick threw the bad pass. And it just, go get the points, guys. Three points, man. That's yeah. going to mean everything. And that's going to mean everything in this game. It's all about momentum in the Super Bowl. And um, I think, you know, God, these analytics, I love it. I'm a big fan. I spend a lot of my day because, you know, I, w- I work in the uh, in the risk management uh, industry and insurance. And, like, I think about data all day long. But at the end of the day, it can help you make decisions. But, you know, there's still a human element to, to especially the game of football. And sometimes you got to go with your gut. And if your gut's telling you get the points, man, get the points. Well, Joe, you look at your own division, Brandon Staley. He's out of a job because he was a strictly analytics guy. And it seemed like if there was a 40% chance to fail, that dude failed every time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, look, they're great for helping you make decisions, but they can't make the decision for you. You know, it's still a game yes. played by human beings. It's not Madden 24 on your Sony PlayStation. I mean, this is this is played by human beings, that, and there's a lot of factors that go into it that you can't always look at a piece of paper or a computer screen. Yeah, well, give us your score. What do you think of the game? I, I think it's going to be 31-21, 31-24, somewhere in that range. Touchdown, 10 point. Chiefs start to run away with it. They kind of, you know, they go tit for tat for a while, and then the Chiefs start to pull away, wear Brock Purdy down. Uh, fi- figure out a way to stop, you know, Nick Boza, and and I think I think I think that's that's the way for me. It, it starts to shake out. All right, Joe Valario, we appreciate it, and we'll do it again next year. Great stuff. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Great to be with you as always. Thanks, Joe. Canva Financial Credit Union traffic, left lane, block 70 east, the exit to 670 east. This is due to a crash. Traffic is slow right before 270. Also still working this accident where you're going to need some extra time if you're coming uh, from Lancaster and also Fairfield County. Accident, it's on the left berm, 33 west after Gender Road. And that's QFM 96 traffic. News is brought to you by Borgata, serving the highest quality New York-style pizza, homemade Italian specialties. Visit them today, West Dublin Granville Road in Worthington. Not a real shocker for most. Former Ohio State quarterback, first-round NFL draft pick, Art Schleister is in trouble again. He's facing a drug charge. Uh, he was sentenced oh, hold, to... Hold, hold, hold on, I think... Uh, who, who told everyone that was going to happen? <laughs> I know, I know. So he was sentenced to probation on a previous drug-related charge. So here's the deal. Apparently, it was last Friday 
Just before 4.30, a state highway patrolman stopped uh, a disabled vehicle that Schleister was driving. This is where uh, near East Hudson and Hamilton Avenue. Well, Schleister decided, you know, I'm already busted. So he handed the trooper his crack pipe. And then a subsequent search found a small amount of white rocks, which, of course, crack cocaine inside the car. Uh, so Schleister was charged with fifth degree felony possession of cocaine, given a summons to appear in court sometime next week. And this charge comes just a few months after the judge sentenced him to probation. Remember, he was found unresponsive in that Hilliard Hotel room back in June of 22. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Schleister previously served time for theft. What else did he do, Torg? He ripped off old ladies, oh, didn't he? Oh, just it's he's countless, had, uh, he's countless. Had over a dozen chances. He's even said himself he should never get released from prison. This is a white privilege thing. He will With never. Him. He will never rehabilitate. He, he, he can't. He, he just yeah. can't. So he's, he's def- an evil. Ba- I worked with him. He's an evil, bad, manipulative person. He is bad. And he knows, and he admits ba- it. Yeah, I feel bad for his family. This isn't an attack on his kids or his ex-wife or whatever. He's an evil individual who should never get out of jail ever. He's a master manipulator. He said that I fool people into thinking that I'm rehabbed, and then I just fool them all. They're all suckers. Yeah, and def- yet it is possible. Look at Ryan Leaf. Yes. It but is not possible. Rehab is not possible, but not with art. Because yep. this has been, uh, I knew somebody that dated him uh at Ohio State, and said that I think their first date, they they went gambling somewhere. But Ryan doesn't say, like, they should have never let me out of jail. Ryan says it's a struggle, and I deal with it every day. And Art straight up says, I'm a addict, I'm a liar, I swindle people. He took that poor lady, and I don't want to say what company she was, but took her money away. like All her, of it. All of it. Yeah, her yeah. life savings, everything. He is an evil human being. So, That's why he was in the can the last time. Yeah, I that. can't remember what you're saying. Defrauding people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, drugs, gambling. So, so now, of course, since he violated his probation, uh, now he's looking at... Again, just 11 months in prison. Just ridiculous. Our just system. 11 months, not even a year for violating his probation again, being in a disabled vehicle, smoking crack. And uh, he's got priors. He's done, gone well, yeah, to big yeah. boy prison, so he should yeah. go away for 20 years. But they don't. How old is he? Uh, 50s, 60s? Oh, yeah. I think oh, he was gosh. He's 1990, 1990, mid-60s. Yeah, 1990 first overall pick. So do the math. If yeah. you're 21 years old then or whatever. Mid late oh God! 60s. Then he's uh, late fifties, wow. early sixties. But he's a evil person. Yeah, he was born. He was born in nineteen sixty. You know okay. who they say yeah. still has the problem is Draft the guy that owns the uh, Colts. I know. Oh, Ursay, oh, Ursay, uh, that he he was hiding it, and now he's kind of exposed. What him. happened to him? That was just recent too, where they found him unresponsive. Yeah, he's claiming yeah, that right. it's pneumonia. He had like sick. And the police said, no, 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 we yeah. had to give you, what's the, Narcan? Narcan. 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 They gave him Narcan, and he's denying yeah. it. And so you uh, suspend players and and make, uh, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, you made Daniel Snyder sell his team, rightfully so. You got to make Jim Ursay sell his team, don't you? He's a drug addict. Yeah, yeah well, he's he a drug he, he is for all that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So why doesn't, why aren't they forcing him to sell his team? Oh. Amazing. An emergency health issue. No, you you know, you OD'd. And yeah. Arch Schleister has been getting headlines in this town for oh, well, since 50 years. <laughs> yeah, at least. I feel so bad for his kids. I really do. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. awful for his yeah, kids. Right, right. But this isn't on them. No. Dad's a scumbag. Right. Mm-mm-mm. The old sins of the father. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Here's some Twisted Sister.
for a passionate yet permanent romance within the guidelines of safe dating practices. Torg. Got the Torg Torgerson. <laughs> I called the police. Your dad is masturbating. Where exactly in the Bible does it say a man can't fire off some knuckle children? Gan Elliot. Hello, Jerry. The nitty gritty dirt man. I'm like, I didn't even know they were still a alive, let alone together. Taste the biscuit. I like my donut filled. Oh my. It's Torg and Elliot on QFM 96. All right, do not think, Christy. Well, think, but don't <laughs> think. All I'm right. going to give this to you now. Current band out there, they are together. If there is one band, and I know, no, I don't think anyone in this room has seen them. If you had a chance to see one band, not fictitious band, like, oh, I'd love to see the Beatles get together, who would you go see? Quickly, you got five seconds, and we'll move on to Jerry. Uh, uh, the Black Crows. Okay, Queen. You've never you've seen the Black Crows, though. Yeah. Okay, band that I haven't seen. Yeah, you've oh, you s- haven't. haven't seen. Okay, I don't think I'm sorry. Anyone in the room has seen these guys. Uh, or maybe Jerry Sinatra. <laughs> I would go His see hologram. Frank. I would go see Frank. All right, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Okay. There you go, because I haven't seen the Foo Fighters, and I'd love to see them. First tour in eight years. ACDC. Oh. How about it? Have I've you seen, seen them? Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. understand. You better believe it. At the United Center in Chicago, took a plane full of listeners up for the, uh, what was the wrecking ball, the big ball, the... I got big balls? Uh, yeah, they did some black eyes. What was it? 90s. She's got the biggest balls of them all. It was outstanding. Blown away. I was indifferent. I was just hosting the trip. And <laughs> man, was it good. Christy, you've never seen him, right? Sat uh, with man cow, Torg. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> love you, love your show. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen ACDC, but you understand when we made the announcement about Billy Joel and uh, Rod Stewart, a lot of people thought that was going to be ACDC. Oh. And by the way, I don't care if there's an embargo promotion Boy, they were company. Let down. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's extending her tour, Stevie Nicks. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, added 12 more shows. Yeah. 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 Now, yesterday on social media, I think Stevie needs a strong support act at this agree. point. Yeah, but I think she. But there's could... still a lot of people that still just want to go see Stevie. That does I agree, the, but know? not in, not stadium. Not enough, not stadium. Yes, yeah. arena, sure. She could do an arena yeah. show. Agree, but if stadiums where it's at, right? Yep. ACDC, by the way, yesterday on social media had a uh, thunderbolt and "Are You Ready" under it, and they are saying uh, ACDC's last show was last September. Or October, excuse me. First show in seven years last October. They did a 24-song set and just crushed it. 24 songs at this festival. And what's not to like? Yeah, I'm, I would I mean, go to, I would like absolutely ACD? go. Everybody loves it. Have you seen video of that show? No. Okay, it's not. only funny. I'm not poking fun at them, but I'm poking fun at Angus because what was Agnes Agnes signature thing, right? That he was had the, the schoolboy school outfit, outfit, yes. And he's bouncing on one For foot, years. jumping yeah, around, yeah, right? Yeah, right. It's a little funnier when he's totally gray and doing it. Well, <laughs> looks, and then he's going to fall really, over because yes. he's banging and his head looks, so hard. Yeah, it looks really <laughs> not funny but different. Like, hold it. That's the guy I saw yeah, in yeah. the 90s doing it, getting and now older, he's yeah, getting right. older, and, and he's still sure, doing it, though. Sure. Yeah, seeing video from that Power Trip Festival they did in, in California, that was, uh, now, <laughs> I mean, they still sound great. Yeah, close yes. your eyes. How's it sound? That's yes, all I care yes. about. Yes. Now, yeah. think of this, though. Think of this. 
You say, oh, I wouldn't spend 300 for a ticket. You probably would for ACDC. I, I, I think I would. I would, yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, so are the dates announced yet? No. No, 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 no. They're just teasing it right now. Yeah, they're, it's going to happen. Right. Are you ready? Unless there's a health scare. Because Cliff, uh, who's there? Cliff Williams is the bassist? Yes. He said... He did an interview like two weeks ago, and he said, when we tour, I'm not going to be on Already, it. yes. So, you know, it's why would you even say that if there wasn't a planned tour? Good point. You know. Yeah. So he says, I'm not going to be a part of it. And then Malcolm passed. So they're going to have a new basis for these shows. Yeah. So I'm not sure who it's going to be. Well, you just need Brian and Angus, right? Yeah, that's all you need, yes. Kind of like Mick and... Mick and Keith at the right. Well, yeah, at, the, well at this some point, guys yeah, are irreplaceable in their. No, bands. Charlie Watts. They're still touring so without Charlie. So yeah, yeah, you could do the Stones can tour without Charlie. Yeah, yeah, without uh, Keith Richards. No, no, Van Halen couldn't tour without Eddie. Eddie, I mean, certain certain members are irreplaceable. Yeah, well, I don't think Queen should tour without Freddie. Though. But I heard the That's show great. with Adam Lambert Man. was. Uh, was pretty special. Is Phil Rudd special. still with them? Uh, Phil Rudd still with ACDC? Yes. I think he is. So you got the drummer. Yeah. So you got three members of the band. Right, right. So, yeah. I'm Hardest with- spot to fill, of course, would be the vocals, right? Yeah. Well, remember when... Uh, so as long as Brian and... Aunt, yeah. Do you remember when they went to tour, though, without Brian and Axel filled in? Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, that yes. was not good, though. No, it wasn't, because Brian had the right. hearing issue. Right, right, right. And didn't think he could... Yep. Recover. And I think that was one of those. Brian was really pissed off about that because he was like, I just can't do it right now. You know, so why are you guys doing this? Let's just delay it a little bit and then I'll come back yeah, once yeah. my hearing's fixed. You know, that's my issue why I'm so loud is my hearing. I got to crank up what? my headphone. Yeah, it's, I'm loud because I hear different. <laughs> I do. What? I'm super Who are loud. You? Yes. I'm just hearing this now. Yes. You have You have hearing problems? I did not know. So that. for you, your whole life, you can't oh, hear. Yeah. So, okay, so you can't. You have a hard time within hearing yourself. So the reason you talk louder is because you think people can't hear you because yeah. you can't yeah. hear yourself. Right, right. My it drives my wife insane when we're watching TV. I crank up the TV and she goes, "Why is it? Why is it so loud? And I can hear it. I can yeah, hear your TV upstairs in the bedroom. Deaf. And I'm like, I need it. I can't hear." Is that caused? What does that cause? Too when many? I was like a kid, I had a bunch of like ear infections. Gotcha. And okay. Stuff. So it oh. wasn't you know standing in front of speakers for ten years. No. Wasn't that was. Aerosmith concert back in ninety two? No, it was Air Supply in eighty two. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those guys wail. <laughs> so does Michael Evans next. Michael Evans Report, brought to you by Dormar Heating and Cooling. Your climate hero. Hey, good morning, Columbus. Good morning. Hi, Christy. Hey, doing, Christy? Hi, Torgy. Hi, Elliot. Uh, I want to send a special shout out to all the fine listeners that have been sending me emails. And I got one from uh, her address, uh, return address on her email was come to mama. Uh, I'm, I don't know what, what her real name is, but I enjoyed your email and I'm going to answer every email I get from Columbus uh, sometime this weekend. But thank you very much. OK, I, look, I know we're not a country station, but. I got to stop down just for a second, passing to Toby Keith. Toby was bigger than country music, one of the nicest, kindest human beings you'd ever want to meet. Just a great American. Toby Keith, unbelievable. Dead at 62, may he rest in peace. All right, a little Super Bowl news. Yesterday was a day off for the San Francisco 49ers, and 49er quarterback Brock Purdy quietly 
snuck out of their hotel to attend church. Yeah, which I imagine was a pretty hard find in Las Vegas. Uh, Really no surprise, though, he talks about his religion a lot. And that got me to thinking with baseball season right around the corner, Sort of reminds me of the greatest baseball pitcher of all times. I know Torgy probably not going to agree. Los Angeles Dodger Sandy Koufax, who is Jewish, and when he played, refused to pitch on the Jewish Sabbath, Saturdays. Instead, Sandy was not at Dodger Stadium during the season. He was at his synagogue. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, from one, one extreme to another, and I know Torgy is going to be a part of this, Americans will gamble between 20 and $25 billion on the game Sunday. That amounts to the budgets of Montana and Nebraska combined. Unbelievable. Oh, and today and tomorrow, the celebrities start coming in and partying for Super Bowl. And I hear one of the biggest 49er fans. She's a woman who attended a lot of 49er games, almost all the home games for years, wanted to attend the game on Sunday, but because of security, she's probably going to be denied. Her name is, I want you to tune in tomorrow. I'll tell you her name tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow, Mike Evans. See ya. From your Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, providing the perfect temperature in your home, locally owned, headquartered and staffed for nearly 75 years, SearsHeatingandCooling.com. Clouds today, 53 your high, partly cloudy tonight, low 35, and sunshine for Thursday, high 60. It's 28 right now. So you know the signs on the back of those semis that are hauling some pretty big stuff that say wide load. Well, pretty sure we're going to be seeing a lot of those as the construction on the Intel plant is starting to ramp up. In fact, starting next Saturday, trailers as long as 200 feet will strategically and very slowly, between 5 and 10 miles an hour, travel from the Ohio River in Cincy to Intel's $20 billion site in New Albany. ODOT says special hauling permits have been issued. They range from 120,000 pounds to 925,000 for portions of the road that these trucks will travel over the next several months. What are they bringing, Chris? A whole bunch of stuff for the towers, for the infrastructure. And they're not doing it over the interstate? It's coming up the river? It's Well, it's coming up the river, and then it'll go on the roads kind of the back way. So a portion of the route's going to take them through Groveport. So 317, right around Rickenbacker, that kind of thing. So these, Progress. Yeah, that's the way it is. We're growing, man. An electrical issue with the tailgate release switch on some GM pickups, forcing a recall. About uh, 323,000 heavy-duty Chevy, Silverado, and GMC Sierra pickups built between 2020 and this year might have that defect. So the switch can reportedly short out due to water getting into the connection, and then the tailgate could open when the vehicle's in park, which is not good. Uh, The Apple Vision Pro making waves in the tech world for being a revolutionary gadget. I think you should be allowed to punch anyone in public that's wearing this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's supposedly not just a pair of virtual reality goggles, but instead something they're calling spatial computing. There have been a few rumblings from customers because the goggles are a bit heavy, and there has also been a few problems with people wearing the Apple Vision Pro at appropriate times, like while driving their Teslas. Can't believe we have to issue 
a warning about that. Remember when the uh, the glasses? Oh, the Google had glasses. The Google that yeah, yeah. That, bomb, that bomb. It sure did. And these, I don't know. Madden's uh, Madden NFL 24's official simulation has the Chiefs beating the 49ers 30-28, to which, of course, would give Kansas City a second straight Lombardi trophy on Sunday. All sounds great and reasonable, except keep in mind the Madden simulation has been wrong the past three seasons. Yeah, I wonder if they went back from Madden 1 and or when they started simulating what the overall record is. Oh, I'm sure somebody has. Oh, right? I'm sure we'll it's out there up. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or of, like, the Vegas. You know, when Vegas puts – because to me – and this is just my my opinion. I think I'm spot on in this. A lot of people do strength of schedule of the previous year and go, oh, the Browns have the toughest schedule. I've always gone with Vegas because you don't know what's going on from year to year. Vegas picks the winner on the roster this year, not last year. So I wonder how many times Vegas has been spot on when they do their okay, so Madden, preseason odds. Since uh, the prediction for the Super Bowl game every year since – uh, 2004, they have picked a correct winner 10 times in 16 years, so that's about a 62.5% success rate. Okay. Alright. Do Fair they update enough. the roster? What I plays don't... are they run? I... Who's the coordinator? <laughs> what do the analytics say, Christine? Knows, I don't know. <laughs> what, what time is kickoff, actually? Well, hell, the pregame starts at 9 a.m. probably. Like 6.30, 6.30-ish, so probably. So it'll be noon. Yeah. It'll begin officially probably at noon. Pregame starts at 6 on Saturday. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, they'll have events Saturday night. Can I ask, are you guys going anywhere? You staying home? Stay home. Yeah, I never go anywhere for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't either. Are you guys surprised? I mentioned this the other day. on the. Are you guys surprised? With the popularity of the NFL, I think it was like 59 people watched the, either the AFC or the NFC title game, that they don't have a like a primetime Thursday or Friday night show where it's just the CBS studio guys breaking down the previous week's games and then previewing the uh, – it would be the number one watched primetime program on network TV. It's like what Inside the NFL used to be on HBO. Yes, and then you just do it on a Friday night on CBS, and that's the CBS Inside the NFL show and Boomer and probably get a bigger number if it was Thursday night. Oh, whatever as opposed to Friday, Friday, yeah, every Throw yeah. whatever night you want. I don't the care. Worst yeah, night of the week. Throw it during the week, TV. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night, and then you have prime your time? studio prime time for two hours prime from time, eight to ten. Well, it would be the number one program on TV. I bet you. It's probably because of how frequent game. Because Thursday you have Thursday night football, and then the college football schedule runs. Well, they do it Wednesday, six days. Doesn't a week. matter the day of the week. It's just I'm surprised they don't have one on just talking football. Because it'll pull be ratings. better than Young Sheldon, yeah, exactly. It'll pull ratings. <laughs> Family Feud or Abbott Elementary or whatever Celebrity it is. Celebrity Jeopardy, Chicago get, MD. Get it, Peacock. No, yeah. I'm talking oh. about a network. A network should do this. It would save their. Net, you know, everybody goes, oh, nothing's on the network. Well, if they had a prime time All they football, got is NCIS and, yeah, some really bad doctor. stuff. The good, the good doctor, yes. he's That's ending. Yeah. So it's the not-so-good doctor. Now he's the unemployed doctor. He is. Yeah. He's collecting yeah. a yeah. An unemployment doctor. <laughs> Would you uh, like to take Cobra doctor? No. <laughs> <laughs> QFM 96 Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic. Now we've got a second accident, 70 East, before the exit to 670. Traffic is slow and still working the first accident there where the left lane is blocked, 70 East at 670. Uh, this look at traffic is brought to you by Kemba. Open a high-interest earning money market account at Kemba Financial Credit Union. And for a limited time, earn up to 5% APY until 2020. 
2025. That's more than seven times the national average. Average as reported by the FDIC. Restrictions apply federally insured by NCUA. Here's your Hot 5 audio cuts in your Hot 5 today. During a interview, Media Day, Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes commented on his father's third DUI arrest. I mean, he's doing good. Uh, I haven't, don't really want to get into it too much, but um, I mean, he's doing good for, for whatever the, the situation is. It's a family matter, so I'll just keep it to the family, um, and that's all I really have to say at this point. Boy, he does sound like Kermit, doesn't he? He does. He really does. <laughs> so you got or the, Jewel. The dad doing the dad bod. You know, you had the dad bod and the DUI because he was trending because he was shirtless, his dad, right? <laughs> then you got Patrick, who sounds like Kermit the Frog. And then Jackson, who's like kind of trying to force himself on women in Kansas City bars. Oh, just a creep. Quite a family. Quite a family. Quite a family. You would think, hey, Patrick's got it going on. Then he talks. And then. (laughs) then That's why he looks so tired in that that Uh, quarterback Netflix thing. And he's poor Brit. He's got the wife that, the annoying wife. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. She's a part of it. She is. As is Taylor Swift, because for uh, clip number two here, somebody dug up this old story that was done on her back in, like, 2015, I believe, and they were wondering, well, who, who discovered Taylor Swift? And here we go. She came to Nashville last year writing her own songs, singing them, and hoping someone would like them. Toby Keith did. So much so that he just signed her to his new record label. That makes them partners. You're in the room with him and you can feel it. There's a power there and you're just like, oh my God. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like, oh my God, that's Toby Keith. And what's weird is all the celebrity tributes to Toby. I mean, he had quite the six degrees thing. I mean, professional golf and musicians and his relationship with Buffett and the story. Taylor was the one of the few that there was nothing, no statement, nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, I found that odd. I mean, she's loving her man. She's in Tokyo, though. She's in Japan. Well, she has a team of people, and it's worldwide. Maybe she'll get the news 12 hours from now. Or Maybe I today, yeah. Yeah. Give her the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Right. Maybe people grieve, and you need a couple days. That's why they were ripping the Friends cast because they didn't immediately hit yeah, social media. Yeah, they had to, like... Right. Yeah, maybe she's grieving. Digest and then, all that. Yeah. Cut number three, Bloomberg said Columbus is the fastest-growing city in the U.S., followed by Austin, San Antonio, and Vegas. There's a famous YouTuber. His name is Guy Who Sings About Cities and Towns. So, to honor Columbus, he wrote this song about the city. Oh, oh, Columbus, Ohio. It's such a wonderful city. It's called Columbus, Ohio. It's got a whole lot of people. It's a great, great city. It's the capital of Ohio. All of the politicians go to Columbus to run the state. Oh, yeah, it's called Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful metropolis. Oh, yeah, it's such a good place. You should go downtown, walk around, have some fun. 
So that's on YouTube? Yeah. We should look up other cities because I think what you said at 640 is probably correct. I bet the one about Austin and San Antonio sound exactly the same. Hey, we're living Except for in San Francisco. Austin. Can you really say San Francisco's a wonderful city? San Antonio. How many has he got up there, Rich? What's his name? There's Guy who sings about cities and towns. There's a lot. There are. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Wow. He's got a little following. Sounds like Jack Black. Yeah, a little of bit. Rock. Yeah. Yeah, Jack sings better than that. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. All right, clip number four. DoorDash is going to be giving one lucky winner this Sunday every product and every service advertised on this year's Super Bowl. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. So this year during football's biggest event, DoorDash will DoorDash stuff from all the ads. All to one winner. All the snacks. Every automobile. A tax service. And who knows what else. We uh, haven't fully thought this thing through yet. Just look for the promo code on the big day for a chance to win it all. DoorDashAllTheAds.com yeah, I'm not pulling out my phone for a QR code. Yeah, have you ever Bowl. taken a QR code off the TV? No. Yes. Yeah, because you see commercials. A lot of commercials <laughs> have it now. Yeah. Won't do it. Q- Don't do it, Gip. <laughs> my wife and I, the whole QR thing, uh, code as opposed to menus oh. post-COVID. I menu. That kind of, th- I'll be honest, it kind of threw us for a few months. Throws me now. I still ask Grandma for a menu. Yeah, I'm not a, a fan. A lot of places won't give them. They don't have oh, them. Oh, really? No, it's the QR code or nothing. Yeah, because they don't have it, and they go QR code, and I go, can I just have it? And then so they bring hi, you one. My, my phone's not taking a photo. What What do you do? And then you do I just pull it up, or is there a website I have to go to? And Well, their internet sucks sometimes when you go into a place. That is true. Yeah. Get the internet going, Slappy. Cut number five here. Classicrock.com had a list of the meanest, biggest bullies in 80s movies. So Biff. From Back to the Future was number two, but number one was Johnny Lawrence from The Karate Kid. You couldn't leave well enough alone. Could you, little twerp? No, you had to push it. Well, now you're going to pay. How about a front kick, Johnny? Get him up. Hey, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. Shut up, Bobby. Johnny, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. I'll decide when he's had enough, man. What is wrong with you, Johnny? Enemy deserves no mercy. Nice. That damn Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Drinking those Coors Banquets like they're going out of style. Oh, hey, by the way, one more quick thing. Come on, bae. Pull down your pay. Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic still working the second crash site that we've had 70 east before the exit to 670. Uh, the other one is starting to get in the cleanup stages, but look out because we have got uh, the left lane blocked with both of these accidents. Everything else is looking okay, and that's traffic. News is brought to you by Borgata, serving the highest quality New York-style pizza and homemade Italian specialties. Visit them today on West Dublin Granville Road in Worthington. Fox. Warner Brothers and ESPN have all teamed up to create a very huge sports streaming platform. The new service will be available as a standalone app, and it's going to be offered to Max, Hulu, and Disney Plus subscribers as part of a bundle. Of course, everything is bundled. The idea is to pull off uh, their sports programming in one spot and to shake up the world of TV sports. So stay tuned because the way we watch sports is going to change in a very big way, so they say. I think the casual fan will be out, the channel changer. I'm a channel changer. 
And if I go to ESPN, if there's a game I'm interested, I might give it 15, 20 minutes. But if I pay for it, I'm not going to. You're invested. I'm not interested in that because why would I spend the money when I just get the ticket? If I'm an NBA fan, I could just get the ticket for 180 instead of paying $10 a month for their streaming site, right? So I, I don't think it'll work. I think it'll make ESPN irrelevant. Why does anyone watch ESPN? You watch ESPN for the games, right? It's kind of like, yeah, that is true. And they already stream, right? Uh, not the Independently, games. but these are the three together. That's for Fox, yeah. Warner Brothers, they, and ESPN. They want to be able to compete with well, if you have the to pay, of the world. yeah, but you have to pay if you want to stream a game through ESPN. You have to pay for ESPN three. Mm. So if you wanted to watch a game on ESPN but stream it, you'd have to get their streaming service and pay for it, uh, or stream through your cable provider, or if you have like YouTube TV, you can stream it through that. It's kind of weird to see ESPN and Fox Sports in bed together. Well, there's a reason I think where they at, they're probably thinking, how are we going to pay for these sports rights? Yeah, probably. You're right. So now not only do we have to sit through a million commercials, we have to pay for it, too, is on top of our cable. It's kind of like uh, cable, yes. Mm-hmm. It's turned into cable. Unbelievable, isn't the it? Streaming. You know what? I, I have a theory about this, though. I think all these networks streaming this are going to get together and they're going to run college sports. Instead of the NCAA, I think the teams are just going to go, hey, let's let the networks run it well, and yesterday, have them run it. Well, yesterday the Big Ten and the SEC got together and they are gonna they did that exploratory uh, yeah, they did committee. Yeah. yeah, about just doing it themselves. But they admitted that they're not going to make any changes. They're just getting together. So maybe they – Well, minus the NCAA. What do you mean? It's just going to be the Big Ten and the SEC are going to run it all. I know, but they even said in the press conference, though, we're not making any changes. We're just – it's a collaboration. Because well, I thought we it have, was an exploratory no. a discussion of moving forward how they're going to get rid of the NC2A and both conferences will run basically – like it's, they're going to be like semi-pro Well, teams. the story I read Monday on Sports Business Journal is that we're get, they're getting together in a – ever-changing landscape to go over, to partner together because they both have skin in the game to kind of make suggestions of what they need. But it's just a setup of what to come. Yeah. Hey, let's get together and then realize a plan forward to get these guys out of town. I think Saban, Harbaugh, for them to leave, that's smart. Get out now. Life is a lot better in the NFL. Chip Kelly may leave UCLA to take the offensive coordinator job at Seattle. Exactly. Right. Dude, if they win a natty, Ryan Day will go to the NFL. Why would anyone stay in college? Exactly. It is a mess. It is really. The next few years are going to be telling. Yep. That's sad for the fans, too. You know, the way. Well, the fans are always going to be fans. They're yeah. always going to yeah, be there. Yeah, but. Especially college No, no fans. allegiance. And no allegiance anymore. It'll be monetized, and yeah. Well, the coaches leave, too, though. Yeah, coaches yeah. leave. Players, yeah. players yeah. leave. I guess we're just, you know, all disappointed. <laughs> it's well, just I, a I, different I, day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different day. I don't think Buckeye fans are disappointed. You love this system. That Buckeyes would be disappointed if they changed the system. I mean, we could spend. We could keep our players. Yeah, very odds-on favorite to really be the behemoth next yeah. year with this roster that they're oh, going to have if they don't, crazy how if, big it's going to be if they lose to michigan and like they're the 10th seed in the playoffs or something ryan day's in trouble 
Because this is the most talented team they have had in years, man. Maybe with, ever. Yeah, with all those guys. Yeah. Well, the problem is lack of the quarterback, where it's kind of the unknown. If we had a stud quarterback, it would be holy Yeah, they got cow. that five-star safety yesterday. Yeah. Uh, no, they got him like last week. Oh, I just the saw kid, that yesterday. The kid, Caleb Downs. No, no, no. They got one yesterday. Oh, the corner. Yeah, the corner. Corner. Yes, corner. Yes, yes, yes. Thank yes. you. But he's 2025. Right. Yeah, they got the top two corners in 2025. Crazy. And then they got another corner who's like ranked eighth. It's insane, isn't it? Insane. Well, Jim, uh, by the way, hey, real quick, got to give a shout out. What's the date today? February 7th. Second and seven, buddy Ryan Miller of the Buckeyes. The Second and Seven Foundation, paying it forward with free books for kids around Columbus. Check out their website today, secondandseven.com, because it's their day. So they're doing a bunch of stuff today, providing books for kids around Central Ohio. So give their website a call and or, uh, a look and pay it forward today on Second and Seven. Uh, we got a Jim Florentine, the comedian, coming up after Alice Cooper.